Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello, it's me, Camp. The podcast will start after this short advert from this week's sponsor, which coincidentally happens to be me. Now, we don't get many chances to be part of something that will go down in history. Well, apart from Brexit, COVID and all the shit things. But I'm talking about something good, like Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Or getting a song called Boris Johnson is a fucking cunt to Christmas number one. Boris Johnson is a fucking cunt. He's a fucking cunt. He's a fucking cunt. Boris Johnson is a fucking cunt. He's a fucking cunt. Yes, he's a fucking cunt. All you have to do is download it from iTunes or Amazon between Friday the 18th of December and midnight on Christmas Eve. For all the details, please go to borisjohnson.info. That's www.borisjohnson.info. Plot spoiler, the info is, he's a fucking cunt. Thanks very much for listening, and here's the podcast. I'm alright. You alright? I'm alright. December 1980. Christmassy, isn't it? It's Christmas. John Lennon died. Me. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking vibe killer. <laughs> well, we can talk Christmas. <laughs> oh, it's going to be a bleak old hour, isn't it? Well, I just thought, oh, so this is Christmas, and I just thought, well... He died, didn't he? And yeah, favourite Lennon record. Hmm. Yeah, well, you you know, I I like just like starting over, but it's it's, it's probably it's probably imagine's just fucking can't beat it, can you? Yeah, yeah, I like that. I like. Have we discussed Lennon? I don't think we have. I mean, lots of times down the pub and that, but I don't think we have really here. Right. I, f- I really, really love mind games. 
I think that's good. And uh, what's the other? Uh, I didn't mean to hurt you. Uh, jealous guy. Christ oh, it's good him. jealous guy, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I remember having an argument with you once. You know one of these pointless arguments where you take a standpoint and then just have to stick by it? Did you say... Roxy bro- Music's... <laughs> such a load of shit. That's so, do you know what? Is that going to be the same as when I said that? Was it Craddy Nash was better than the Smiths? Oh, I'm glad you fucking brought that. I've been trying to bring that up for three months. And then you just have to stick by it. And I go to you, like, what difference does he make? And you go, weather with you. <laughs> I don't know why I took that stance. Oh, no. I know exactly why I took that stance. Just to be a fucking arsehole. Just to be contrary. Yeah. Uh, and just for a rare. And it but, wasn't me you. I think it was with Strand. <clears throat> no, it, it was definitely with me. I remember driving around the around South End town. Right. I ran, ran the kind of ring road bit by Honky Tonk Music. And, and, and that discussion was going on. And me thinking, I'm just not sure where he's actually going with this. Because you can list Smith songs all day long and then you kind of get three songs into the crowded house argument and it just withers out, doesn't it? I do like crowded house, but I fucking the Smiths, the though, aren't they? No. Fuck's sake. Well, crowded house anyway. I'm going to go with that. Um, Christmas records. Well, I've got the top 40 in front of us uh, today. And, uh, well, so Christmas 1980, Christmas number one. John Lennon's died, so what is it? No, he's uh, he's not a number one. He's currently at number two with uh, Just Like Starting Over. It's got to be something good then, isn't it? And he's also, is there another one in the top 40 of his? No, maybe not. Yeah, ap- 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 Happy Christmas, Christmas War is over. over. Yeah. I think uh, you imagine he's in, in the top 40 there somewhere as well. Yeah, um, but... What's number one? It's got to be something great if he's better than them three. Oh, imagine how good he's going to be. I mean, yeah. It's the St. Winifred School Choir with There's No One Quite Like Grandma. Savile must have gone out and bolt bolt. (laughs) (laughs) Did you... um, There was a lot of fiddling went on in the charts in them days. Yeah, there was. There was lots of fiddling in the top four. Um, I, I bought this for my nan. That's, and that's why. Yeah. Yeah. It's a marketing gem, isn't it? Yeah. Like, just some girl with a couple of teeth missing, standing at the you know at the front of a load of other fucking gormless kids, all just singing, we love our nan. Yeah. Does what they, yeah, it ticks all the fucking boxes for Christmas, doesn't it? But I remember like... It was shit though, wasn't it? Oh, wasn't it shit? Fucking terrible. I reckon I'd, I'd really hate to be able to... To actually officially find out if that might have been the first record I bought. <laughs> I'd be really fucking upset if it was. But I definitely remember with my mum going out and getting it for my nan for Christmas and then sitting around my nan's on Christmas Day with all the family and just like that, that was just being played a few times. I think a couple of the pissed up aunts might have shed a tear. Yeah. How lovely it was looking at me nan sitting in an armchair. Why do people have to cry on Christmas Day? I remember my, my nan got a panpipe album. And uh, and she just put this, you know, when it was cassettes, put this fucking panpipe cassette on and then just went all melancholy and said, makes you think, doesn't it, you know, friends you don't see anymore, relations that are no longer with us. We're all just sat like... Pulled, like, the, like pulled me, a cracker that didn't bang. <laughs> <laughs> like me and you at the start of this podcast when you brought up John Lennon. Well, <clears throat> there, there, there was some, some, uh, some Christmas tunes in there. Number three... Dum-ba-dum-ba-dum-dum-ba-dum-ba-dum-ba-dum-ba-dum-ba-dum-ba-dum-ba-dum-ba-dum-ba-dum-ba-dum-ba-dum-ba-dum-ba-dum-ba-
Wish I wasn't home for Christmas. <laughs> I really like that. What's your favourite Joan Louis song? That or the other one? Uh... See, if I think of you'll always find me in the kitchen at parties, yeah. I'll just think of the young ones, because it was on an episode of the young ones. Oh, of course, yeah. Yeah, and I'll just think of that. That probably was where I first heard it. <clears throat> and then there was a band about five years ago. It was something to do with madness. Oh, it was, what's his, wasn't it? Uh, man. Bars and Sun, wasn't it? Man, meet, man. Something. Not man to man meets man. <laughs> it certainly <laughs> wasn't them. No. Um, they were a good band. Man Like Me or something like that they were yeah. called. And yeah, they'd done it for an IKEA advert. Oh, I and he, he, he fucking had a little cameo, didn't he? Yeah. 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 And uh, that's a fucking tune, though. It's that a is. really good song. Oh, they, because they changed it. It was at some doing Palmer's Green, so it was at some doing Bethnal Green. So that's it. Was it. Extenders. Yeah, Cockney lads. Um, okay, other songs in the top. Well, let's have a look in the top 10. So, uh, at number five. Uh, was Super Trooper by ABBA. Seems weird that ABBA was still having records in the 80s, but I guess they still had a few more after that. What album was that? Voulez Vous? Oh, fuck knows. I don't know. Don't know. It's, I don't like Super Trooper. No, it's wafty, isn't it, Super Trooper? Like, mm. I, I suppose it's an, all right, it's an all right song in the grand scheme of things, isn't it? But like they set the bar quite high, didn't they, ABBA? They set it really high, didn't mm. they? If you're going to write pop songs, mm. you know, I, I guess there's probably a good... Ten Abba songs that I put ahead of that one. You like Does Your Mother Know? No, I don't like that one. Yeah, you do. No, I don't. You don't I like the tune, but you like the content. Dee-doo-doo-doo-dee-da-da-da. <laughs> the Police in at number six. Not one of my favourite police songs either. Nah, it's just nonsense, isn't it? Yeah, it's gobbledygook. Uh, number seven, uh, Climbing from ten. Ant Music, Adam and the Ants. That's a see. That's good, isn't it? That's fucking great. That's a proper pop song. That. Dragon Nasty's best one. Definitely, it's my yeah. favourite. Yeah, it's got a real fucking rousing, just atmosphere in it to it. Like it's real, real like it's got rousing beat and big chorus. Yeah. Number eight, it's dropped from six. I should do like a chart rundown. I'm loving this. Uh, do you want me to do the music? Yeah, go on in. <laughs> Would it be that one then? No. That one, wouldn't it? Oh, nice. Bang, 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 bang. The Wizards by Hardcastle. Yeah, but that would, yeah, that would, that would have been later in the eighties, wouldn't it? I'm sure it was the one by, like Gallop, not Gallop. Who done the? That was obviously top. Who done the theme tune? What was it? Because was was that the? Was it Phil Linnet or fucking? It was. It was. Yeah. Called Blue Pearls or something. I don't know. Have I made that up? Blue Waffle. <laughs> Blue I'll, Waffle by Phil Linnett. I'll have to check out Phil Linnett's Blue Waffle later. Google it, mate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fucking hell. Um, uh, <clears throat> yeah, go on. What was 8 down to? Oh, Embarrassment by Madness. Yeah, we've talked talk about his tune, innit? Yeah, my favourite, that one. Uh, Imagine was at number nine. Runaway Boys by the Stray Cats at number 10. So this was around the time, I You're guess... You're turning it, your nose up before you've even talked about it. I don't mind don't it. Like, like, it was like that kind of sort of second wave of like... I guess you had like that kind of... That sort of rockabilly thing sort yeah. of kicked again, didn't it? Yeah, but but there was there was a lot of kind of 50s-ish kind of retro stuff you in, do in the, the 80s, wasn't there? You do the hucklebuck. <laughs> what were they called? Coast to coast. Oh, was it? Yeah. I don't know. I remember the song. I don't remember what that was called. Yeah. That's yeah. a number one. 
Oh, was it? Mm. And you, you had fucking like shaking Stevens and shawaddy waddy and yeah. darts and like I know some of them were a bit of an hangover from the seventies. Yeah, but it was that whole kind of rock and roll, rockabilly kind of Teddy Boy look, yeah. wasn't it? But then sort of later on in the eighties, you had a lot of stuff to arc back to the sixties, didn't you? Like Marie Wilson and fucking Tracy Allman and yeah. people like a bit of nostalgia, didn't they? Kind of always goes in like sort of twenty year circle, like cycles, isn't it? Yeah, like, we're twenty years too late with this, aren't we? Yes, yes. Or what? I was going to say like hundred and eighty years too soon. I see what you've done there. Didn't work. Not so much. Might edit it out. <laughs> uh, right, where else is in the charts? Um, what's climbing? Uh, rabbits climbed to number thirteen. Uh, go on, Chaz. Go on, Chaz. Uh, like, at least he just wrote a song about it. Shilton took matters into his own hands. In at 24, do nothing by the specials. I <laughs> 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 oh, like, see, I... <laughs> Uh, I like Do Nothing But The Specials. It's my favourite. It's my favourite as well. <laughs> but but yeah, the album version ain't got all the all the kind of simps, you know, the kind of washy kind of sync. That's the and, best bit as well. Yeah. Well, it just make it's all all the best bits, but yeah, it's just an integral part of it, isn't it? Just looking at um that that kind of rockabilly thing, Shawaddy Waddy uh, were in uh, with their cover of Blue Moon. Fucking bad <laughs> must that be? They they were pretty shite though, weren't they? I mean, Shawaddy Waddy. That's a fucking terrible name what for a band. What does it even mean? I ain't even going to give it any time. Well, look, we're talking Christmas, so and we're harking back here. So, what would be like? What's you, you, you know? If you had to think 1980 and Christmas for you, what would have been on your on your kind of Christmas list? And can you even remember what you got? 1980, I, I can, because that was the year of the Empire Strikes Back. And um, I've got Snow Speeder for Christmas. Now you're going to make me look like a spoiled kid. <laughs> because you were. I got up the Millennium Falcon. And I don't think I've ever had a Christmas present that's ever got anywhere near the joy of opening that. No, it's, it's the best fucking Christmas. The Millennium Falcon's the best Christmas present I never got. And, and it's... Why'd you get that? Do you have the big C or something? No, I just, I just remember thinking. I, I don't know. I think I might have asked for it. I mean, I, I've no idea how much that would have cost. Like thirty quid. It would have been a lot of money. Yeah. And, yeah. and I remember like, and I mean, that, it, the Millennium Falcon nowadays would cost what hundred and fifty quid, something like that, wouldn't it? Yeah, they're a lot. They're a lot of dough, aren't they? Hundred odd quid. But that was when you'd come down the stairs. And it would be like sport bastard from Viz. You measure your presence because like they'd just be massive boxes, wouldn't they? Yeah. And the older you get, like now I come downstairs and I've got like six little things. I'm just like, oh, I can't even fucking bother opening them. No, I, 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 year before last, I had one present that I didn't know what it was. Right. Right. And I've gone to un- unwrap it and my sister's gone feeling a bit soxy. Fuck, right. Fucking hell. And I went, well, at least I don't know what colour they are. And she started singing in the Navy. <laughs> <laughs> well, cunt, one fucking present. <laughs> I, I remember, like, literally, like, like when you had, like, big boxes, you'd, like, tear 
Yeah. Like, like you proper like rip into the, like the. Oh, I didn't. I didn't. Me Star Wars box. So I opened it carefully. No, not the box. Like. You, oh yeah, the rat man. The rat Yeah. Oh mate, you rip that off and then like pulling out, and I can still smell that Millennium Falcon. Like and then just like because the the lid bit on the top that was in like a separate polythene thing, and I take it out, and that clipped on, and it had the little chessboard in there. Yeah. I just thinking, oh, and like opening the little cockpit and then putting the batteries in because it had like. Little gunners, the clip, the little satellite thing on the top. Oh, it was just. Do you have to put your own stickers on? I th- yeah. Did, yeah, 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 yeah. And I remember just thinking it was just. I've got the Millennium Falcon, and I remember like someone said, oh, "Are you going to get like?" Because at that point, I think I probably had like model airplanes on like fishing line, like stuck to me ceiling. Yeah. And it was like, oh, yeah, you should put the Millennium Falcon up there. And I remember just thinking like, "What? I want to play with it." <laughs> yeah. And like, and oh, I just. Why I sold that, I don't know. Obviously, you just do, unless you're you. Um, oh, hang on, it all stuck all up the loft. Yeah. You bought a Millennium Falcon since. Yeah. Yeah, I've, I, I, had a, I had a period about... Got an uh, email. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone good? Uh, going to turn the volume down on the laptop. Yeah, I, I had a period about... It was it was in the last couple of years of when I was touring, and uh, my mum... Um, my mum was having a fucking mad one and had this dodgy lodger in her house who she caught nicking a load of stuff. Like, went in his room and found, like, like pork pie wrappers out the fridge and that, and then, like, like a couple of... Oh, he was big-time thief? Yeah. No, no, but, like, a pair of, a pair of her shreddies and a fucking, like, a power tool and stuff that was, like, out of her kitchen cupboard, like... So she, she, she turfed him out. But I thought he'd fucking been up the loft and had me Star Wars figures, and I went, like, right through... Because I've got, you know, I'm a terrible fucking order... And uh, all my records and stuff are still up my mum's loft. So I went through all the stuff and like literally in the last fucking bag was my Star Wars figures. So counting them up, I'd, I'd 65. I reckon I must have kind of pinched a couple off you, swapped a couple off other people. And then uh, I'd, I just collected the rest of the set then. I reckon one of our most vivid memories, and I'm, and I'm looking to the right now and on the top of the mantelpiece in, in the bar we're recording uh, is a, a, a picture you've done of me and you in the 80s uh, for my birthday one year <clears throat> and it's me and you where we, we walked to uh, the local town uh, every lunchtime as we touched on in the previous episodes where we'd answer the, the phone box and it'd be a it'd be a stranger diddling with himself in some bushes <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, and and we were going to South uh, not South End we were, we were going to our local town every every Saturday um, probably how much money would we have had? One pound fifty, two quid. Matter, yeah, yeah, like I, I, I don't know. I wouldn't have thought two quid. Yeah, like yeah. I reckon one fifty. Yeah, and I think with that we could never quite afford a figure because we'd yeah. want to go and buy some chips and chip up a copper. Yeah. So, um, for those uh, that haven't read Cunt's book, one of our pastimes was we'd buy some chips. It was mostly a traffic warden. You're making the sound brave. Sorry, it was a traffic warden, wasn't it? Making the sound brave, and we actually yeah. were. Uh, and we just, we, you wouldn't just throw chips at someone. You'd announce it as well, wouldn't you? Yeah, Ch- yeah. Chipping up, it was, it was a twofold thing when it. You'd throw the chip, but shout chip. Yeah, in a kind of chip, chip. <laughs> like a like like a golfer shouts four. <laughs> Because <laughs> it'd be it'd be cowardly to just throw a chip at a traffic warden and not shout anything. You've got to give him a fair warning. <laughs> if you're walking along and you hear the word chip, you would 
<laughs> you wouldn't expect to get hit in the face with a hot fucking fried potato, would you? You'd just think, I don't know, what would you think? You, you certainly wouldn't think that, an incoming fucking chip. <clears throat> I like to think that it was inspired by the opening scene of Grain Jill, you know, that with sausage, sausage on, on the, the fork. fork. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I, so, but one day, we, we'd, had, we'd walk this way, and where into town we walked the same way every week and there was this kind of like hardware shop wasn't there that yeah. sold like kind of just took really wasn't it, it yeah was it was just, just load of old shit in little plastic baskets wasn't it yeah um and and i, and I we, we walk in there and then for some reason it, it i don't think it was like regularly stock star wars toys did it no just like uh, yeah they, they just happened to have some and go on but I don't think there's any way of explaining with the internet. I mean, obviously, like says a lot of people our age are listening yeah. to this, so they'll understand. But for, for for the young people listening, there's no way of explaining with the internet how fucking readily available everything is. Yeah. Of how hard it was to find things. Yeah. And and so the uh, you on the back of the Star Wars figures packet, you'd have like the entire range, you know, yeah. and they'd be like I don't know, like seventy odd at this point or 90, mm-hmm. 90 odd figures. And one of them was blacked out. Yeah. Just like with a little black box over it. And all you could see was his name, Zuckus. Yeah. And like it became like this thing of legends that you talk yeah. about. Oh, Zuckus. I wonder what it looks like. Yeah. Because you, know, like, no, you just wouldn't know then. Because you couldn't just go and look on the internet. And yep. you'd maybe seen the film once. Yeah. And you didn't know who he was because no, they didn't say any of their names. So Zuckus, what Zuckus look like? And it was like a fucking legendary thing that we'd all kind of talked about. And talked about at school and talked about our groups of mates and cubs and that. But week in, week out, we would go into like John Menzies and Woolworths and look at the Star Wars yeah. toys, wouldn't we? And, yeah. And that, that, that figure did not exist there. No, like maybe in America. Yeah. Yeah. It like, felt like that, yeah, though, didn't it? Yeah. You'd only get that in Harrods or America. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not even Wings and Wheels. No. No. Wings and Wheels. Oh, we'll get back onto that. Yeah. And then, well, yeah, go on, you can take over from there. Well, I, I just remember, did you see it or did I see it? I don't remember who see it, but I just remember, like, it's just there, in the fucking basket. In a little blue basket, wasn't it, just on the floor? And there was two of them, weren't there? Yeah. Like, and we just got them out, and just literally, we had our hands on each other's shoulders, and was just jumping around for joy, going, fucking Zuckus! Fucking Zuckus! <laughs> but we must have been eight. I we know. must have been eight. <laughs> but I remember, like... They, they must have been like £1.49, and yeah. we must have just had one fifty each, and we just like... Yeah, fuck lunch. This is, this is, we don't need chips. Yeah, got Zuckers, fuck lunch. And like... <laughs> I, I remember going down, going down to Grey's on other occasions. That's, that's my next tattoo. <laughs> 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 I remember feeling like we like we got something, something really special happened now. Oh, definitely, yeah. Fucking Yeah, that's Zuckers. right up there. That's right. When people, you know, like... Not everyone, anyone ever asked, but when I think back to our fucking top moments over the years, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's a top fiver, definitely. In 1980, I couldn't tell you where I was when John Lennon died. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I can fucking tell you the impact of finding Zuckers in House of Essex was. Oh, huge. Absolutely huge. So my earliest memory of Christmas and you um, would have been Ran Your House... And you was always a very creative lad, and we, we, you know you'd always like be drawing cartoons and like comics and stuff, and like and doing like yeah, just making cool shit. You were saying you know. something nice, so I can't help but think that something horrible's about to follow. Yeah, and 
and for some reason, like you was always a lad stuff that like I wasn't a lad. Like so, like you, you know, you'd have all these kind of like cool like marker pens and stuff. And but I remember like you had a can of snow spray, and yeah, I remember just and I remember just thinking like, fucking hell, that's like adults have that. And like you know, and we weren't the sort of house that ever had snow spray in the window. Like, you know, because, you know, back in the day, that was, like, a lot of houses, like, that would have, like, the kind of little eight panels of glass in their yeah. front door would do, like, a little kind of corner yeah. of, uh, of snow spray. That's on what each snow one. spray was for, wasn't it? Just a, 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 yeah. min, a mini drift on them panelled doors. That is exactly what it was for. What it wasn't for was you'd sprayed it on something you'd made. I remember, no, I fucking remember what happened. It was on my window... And oh, is you, that what it was? Yeah, and you just wanted to draw something in it. So you've drawn something in it, like you had a bit on your finger, and you just fucking flicked it, and it went right in my eye. And it stung like fuckery, and I screamed like a fucking girl. <laughs> you <laughs> And I was just, I panicked, and I just remember your mum coming in, and like, and I was hoping you'd like rein it in when your mum got there, so I didn't get in trouble. But you was having a right old fucking shit fit, and then your mum was like, and I, I think I laughed, and I'm sure your mum sort of kind of like quite sternly went, "I don't think this is funny, Stuart." And I was losing think- someone's eyesight isn't funny. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I remember just thinking, "Oh no, I'm in proper trouble there. He's gone blind." <laughs> oh, the fucking scream! It was ridiculous. Well, losing an eye finished Golden Banks' England career, so I don't really think it's something to laugh about. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Yeah. Christmas. Uh... Should we do films or should we do TV? Um, let, let's do films then. Come, come back to Christmas TV. Okay. So films that were out in December... Uh, 1980, Superman 2. Was it Superman 2? Was it Superman? No, Superman 1, isn't it? I think it was Superman S- 2. 1980. 
Really? First Superman would have been 77, 78. Oh, would it? Oh, I'd, I'd just add Superman down. Alright. <clears throat> You're going to check it? Going to fact check it. Um, yeah. Yeah, 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 you're right. You're right. Yeah, because, yeah, Superman would have been sort of 78 ish, wouldn't it? Because, Superman 2, yeah. 1980, yeah. What was Superman 2? Was that sorry, one? can you just say sorry? I did, didn't I? Right, no. Sorry, Fonz, say sorry. Why have I got to apologise? I said you're Fonz? right. I said you're no, right. Say sorry. Why should I apologise? <laughs> <laughs> All right, I was. I was. <laughs> sorry, sorry, boy. I was. <laughs> <coughs> right. I say sorry all the time. I don't care. Like I, it never means anything. So I never. I don't say it. I don't. Just don't mean it. Sorry, sorry, boy. Which one you was okay? Yeah, I'm all right yeah. now. We can move on. Superman two was that the one with like um like Jeremy Beadle and the other two, the, the bird and the, <laughs> Peter Whiff. Peter Whiff. Yeah. <laughs> was that Superman two? Yeah, it was. Wasn't it? Who, who was the baddie in Superman one then? Lex, Lex Luthor. Luthor. Yeah, Jerry yeah. Ackman, wasn't it? Yeah. And then Superman three was Richard Pryor, wasn't it? No, he wasn't a bad. He was just he was just a dog when he yeah, got, yeah, got yeah yeah. Lex Luthor was back, I think, in oh, was three. Yeah. yeah, we've probably got this all asked about face. No, but... I'm sure it was the three baddies, and they, they didn't they fucking shoot red rays yeah, from were, their eyes. They were and terrifying. That. Yeah, I think I saw that before Superman one. Right, I do. I I remember seeing Superman definitely, like, and I remember collecting the Superman sticker book. Oh, I like, collect like you know, like the little cards, like yeah. the Star Wars cards. Yeah, yeah. Oh, maybe they were cards then. Can't remember. Because I, I, I think I, I think that might have predated sticker books. Possibly. I don't know. Cause yeah, like you had them little cards, didn't yeah, you? Like the with bubble gum in them. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I remember like thinking like, I remember sitting in the bath as a kid and like and like doing my hair and trying to get that little curl, like, <laughs> su- like Superman in a mirror. <laughs> yeah. And like just thinking like he was just like the coolest geezer ever. Um... Have you been able to buy into any other Superman since Christopher Reeve? No. That's it. I think this is the. Your, I think you're like. Is it when you've seen Christopher Reeve do Superman, it kind of defines it for you. But yeah. I, but I don't know whether people that have watched it in other eras would feel the same about their Superman. Yeah, I just. I ain't really got any interest in it outside fucking seeing Christopher Reeve as Superman. No, like, I'd have interest in telling people that that are into the new ones how they're wrong. <laughs> I'll be quite more, more than up for doing that because Christopher Reed was just fucking great. I think it's just a rare instance of something just not being as good as it used to be. Hmm. Could be that. Stir crazy. Yeah. Oh, shit. Like, oh, it's so good, isn't it? It's good, isn't it? I mean, you, you, you've got the, the tattoos on your arm, haven't you? Oh, that, that's a. Uh, that's see no evil, we no evil, so, it? Yeah. But I mean, the fact that you've got Pryor, Pryor and, and Wilder, Wilder, I don't think there's, I don't think there's a better pair of buddies in fucking oh. film history. I might be, I, I might be wrong. I don't think there is. That's a good shout, that. Sir Crazy, I've seen that a lot of you. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't reckon I've seen it for four or five years, though, but I've seen it a lot. I remember when that first came out. Well, no, I don't remember when it first came out, but I remember like seeing it. I would, I, I reckon I was a lot older when I saw that. Yeah, me too. Yeah. But I remember thinking it was the funniest thing ever. Yeah. Like, just... Both of them had just got comedy bones, right? It's, it's cracking, isn't it? <sighs> I, I love how, how Gene Wilder always gets the love interest. Yeah. Because he, he, he looked like a kind of... <laughs> yeah. Slightly kind of... He looked like a bad waxwork of Art Garfunkel, didn't he? Yeah, like a melted Rod Hull. 
Oh dear. But yeah, like I mean, that was proper sad when Gene Wilder died. Yeah, I, I, I was sad, but but he was old, and like I, I, I just I fucking love you. I love his films. I think he's just got funny, funny fucking bones. I love him as Willy Wonka. Oh. Love love him in the prior films. Love him in Woman in Red. Yeah, and Kelly LeBrock. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's all right. It's after the watershed, and obviously, um, Frankenstein. Yeah. Fucking great. I'm the producers. Yep. Uh, other films that come out that year. Uh, you got me turning any which way you can. By, uh, uh, I don't know if Clint Eastwood actually voiced that song. But uh, I might have been singing the theme tune to Any Which Way, but loose to Any Which Way You Can. No, that's all right. Same fucking, thing, yeah. right? Basically, yeah, it's the same film, isn't it? But different. Both of them have got... Clyde. Yeah. Taking a right turn at a junction, and, <laughs> and I think the Black Scorpions are in both films as well. How are they? Yeah, that's fucking great. Any which way, but loose. I, I ain't seen that, but I ain't seen either of them for a very long, long while. You like a bit of Eastwood, though, don't I you? I fucking love a bit of Eastwood. Do you know what? If if people come in here with machine guns now and pointed at me head and made me choose my favourite actor, I think it would be out of Wilder and Eastwood. Really? Yeah. I mean, I like like your De Niro and that, but. I don't know, for sheer fucking number of films that I'd I'd go back and watch again and again. I'd watch Wilder all day long and I'd watch Eastwood all day long. Mm. You, you got any Eastwood films you'd tickle your fancy? I've watched Any Which Way You Can, any, anything, Any Which Way But Loose, a lot as yeah. a kid. Um, I also watched um, Paint Your Wagon a lot as a kid. It's one of my dad's <laughs> favourite films. And, like, we had the soundtrack on here in... Lee Marvin doing, I was born yeah. under a wand. And I remember just thinking he was like, Clint Eastwood was ridiculously handsome, wasn't he? he, uh, was he, was, like, he I mean, like, if you if you look at fucking um, Fistful of Dollars yeah. and Dirty Harry, just yeah. like two of the fucking coolest film yeah. roles ever. That was on, like, this week, Fistful of Dollars. Oh, really? Yeah. I, I love Fistful of Dollars. It takes every bit of restraint not to say traveller's checks, as, <laughs> as I'm saying that. <laughs> But I'll watch that again and again, Fistful of Dolls. Really like that. And Thingy was uh, fucking great. What was the one he done about five years ago? Uh, oh, Gran Torino. Gran Torino. Fucking uh, amazing. Yeah, I, don't you love an old bloke who can have it a bit in the old days? Fucking yeah. getting Still fall, mixing forced it. into it. Yeah. yeah love fucking, it. Harry Brown was a bit like that, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Oh, that was great. Yeah. But it's good. An old bloke who, who used to have it and everyone yeah. thinks just like an old bloke. Yeah. Yeah. You still turn you upside down. Uh, nine to five come out. Um, Dolly Parton. Oh, did it? Yeah. Uh, I don't think I've ever seen it. I, I watched it a few years ago. I've no memory of it whatsoever. It's one of, one, you know, like one of these fluffy kind of eight, 80s kind of comedies. That's, oh, yeah. Yeah, it's all right. Didn't, didn't do that much for us, though. Good tune. Yeah. Yeah, she's all right, isn't she, Dolly Parton? Yeah, Dolly Parton. I just think 80s, I think. Yeah. <laughs> 80s. Tune Smith. <laughs> 80s, um, yeah, big old 80s hits. Apparently <laughs> <laughs> I started developing Alton Towers. Yeah. Uh, see, if, you, if, you, if you want a more hybrid podcast, there's plenty of them. Yeah, don't come <laughs> here. <laughs> um... Well, before we, we we did touch on toys earlier, um, and I, yes, we did uh, talk about what we got. Nineteen eighty was the year 
of the Rubik's Cube. Ah. Is there anything more eighties, you know, more iconic than the uh, the, the Rubik's Cube when you think eighties? How no. many flyers and albums have had a Rubik's Cube on yeah. there? Well, yeah, because when you when you go when you do an eighties flyer for a club, you Rubik's just click Rubik's Cube. When we when we did uh, Mike and me did the video for Wank Fantasy, yeah, in in the background Rubik's Cube because it's set in the eighties. Did you have a one-off band called Pubic Cube? <laughs> <laughs> you did, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, it was it Pubic Cube, yeah. <laughs> And on the flyer, we had a Rubik's cube with pubic cube written on it. Was that an, an early incarnation of cunt? Yeah, that was like that was like uh, me, me and Andy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. pubic <laughs> cube. <laughs> we did that. We did that. Fucking um, was that the one on the Thames side? No, no uh, well, it sort of, it sort of, it went over a few gigs, but it had a different name at the Thames side, but, but become pubic cube. So the 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 last gig we did with it was. Um, Jim's Jim's band. Jim had a grunge band. Our, our mate Jim had a grunge band, and they were cheers, mate. Uh, and and they was playing a gig up at was it the King's Head in Stamford? It's like the old yeah, court yeah. Of, of whatever in Stamford, yeah. in Stamford, Leo. And he had this new bird. And her should also point out this is not a live venue in the kind. It's it's a it's a pub in a rough town. Yeah, this, this is like, but this is what all the gigs were, weren't they? Yeah. In, the, in the corner of a pub where people yeah. had just gone to have a drink, and you'd hungrily bite anyone's arm off to play it. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, like yeah, you, you, that that was that was how it worked in them days. And so, uh, so Jim, had, I don't know why Jim thought it was a good idea. He asked me and Andy to support support him. And so his grunge band playing, his new girlfriend's mum and dad were coming along and he thought we'd be a suitable support. And we hadn't played for about a year, but I had a couple of new songs and that was the first time I played Have a Wank. <laughs> and, and I remember me... <laughs> I had this song called Cocking a Cunt, right? <laughs> and Jim's I remember Bird, this one. Jim's Bird's mum and dad walked in halfway through it with me and Andy just rolling around the floor going, we're cocking a cunt, we're cocking a cunt, we're cocking a cunt, but it won't go off. And was this, just, was, was this go on sorry yeah they, they just walked in and I just remember seeing them because they were much older than all the rest of the crowd there and just turn around and walk back out again <laughs> and they never come back and watch Jim's band fair enough well it's sort of Jim's fault in a lot of ways for thinking it was a suitable support we weren't going to turn a gig down was my cock in the cunt was that when you had that thing of like you had to th- for it to go off you had to think oh my cock's in a cunt yeah <laughs> That, that was it. He's like, you've just been having it off for ages and nothing's happening, so you just kind of have to think the rudest thing you can. And the rudest thing you... Me cocking a cunt! <laughs> <laughs> He's quite rude. Yeah. Oh, right. So, Christmas Day, 1980. I don't know whether we've peaked too soon now. <laughs> <laughs> Christmas TV, 1980, on the BBC. I, honestly, I looked at this the other night. Fucking hell. <laughs> it's just you having another rant about children's TV. Well, imagine getting up, right? Really excited. And do you know what? I can remember this, right? So telly starts at nine o'clock, right? So this is Christmas Day in yeah. 1980, right? So by then I've probably been up about seven hours. Watching that girl and her clown play Noughts and Crosses. Completely. Yeah. Completely. And uh, at 9.05 a.m., Football Association Coaching Tactics Skills. Now, I remember all I ever wanted for Christmas in 1980, all right, I wanted a green goalkeeper's top. Yeah. And I wanted a pair of goalies gloves. I got the goalies gloves, and they were yellow with black like, uh, 
gripping stuff yeah. on them. I know, I know the ones, the little fucking dots, the yeah. rubber kind of dots. Yeah, yeah. and uh, this is before like goalie gloves evolved. Mm. And uh, and I remember getting them and thinking, fucking hell, I've got goalie gloves. Yeah, and like they were like I, gardeners' gloves, weren't they? With bits of yeah. rubber stuck on. Yeah, and, but I just wanted one of them green goalkeepers' tops with a number one on the back. Yeah, I was so desperate for one, I never got one. But uh, but when you say a green goalkeeper's top, that was just a goalkeeper's top. Yeah, 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 There weren't any other colours. No, no, absolutely. Uh, And so, and I remember like watching that, and I was probably sat there watching it in my goalie gloves, like (laughs) eating like fucking a chomp or something out my selection box. Uh, And then nine thirty, swap shop come on. Right, so this is Christmas Day TV, right? I've got to double check this is right. Oh no, that's the twentieth. I'm getting really up, angry about this, and I was wrong. Right, Christmas Day. Right, let's get to the fucking big big guns. Here we go, Christmas Day. Oh, some good stuff on here. <laughs> Eight fifty-five. Television comes on. Watch. It's called the story of the nativity. I mean, how, how rubbish is that? That would have just been like a couple of like elderly people sitting in a chair just talking. Right? It's Christmas Day. Let them have a bit of... 9.25, Mr. Ben. I'll, I'll go for that. Yeah. 9.40, Pink Panther. Brilliant. They're warming me up now. Right? Yeah. I've undone all my presents. I've like, had a couple of chocolate bars. My mum's told me I'm not allowed to have any more chocolate now until dinner. So I'm now getting a bit itchy. Right? Yeah. My old man's probably still getting stuff ready for the Christmas dinner. So he hasn't like kind of helped me build something out of Lego or something like yeah. that. 10 o'clock, morning worship. Oh. oh, put it on BBC Two. Yeah. No, no, we can't put it on BBC Two uh, because that's uh, oh, that closes down at eleven a.m. until three ten, when it reopens for a year in the life of Exmoor Man. Oh, it's just <laughs> shocking. They were bleak times, weren't they? But I, I think with all the information, you know, all, all the entertainment that's available these days. It's just been forgotten that some. Oh, it just gets worse, mate. Come, come on in. Morning worship followed by the weather, and they've even said it's with Jim Bacon. Like, why does anyone care who's presenting the weather? It's on for five minutes. Followed Jim Bacon's by... mum does. Eleven oh five, the wonderful world of the Brothers Grimm from nineteen sixty two. Ah, come on, at least put on Digby, right? Uh... Then it goes straight to ten past one. Oh, brilliant. Back for more carols from uh, from Warwick Castle. You can't have too many carols on Christmas Day, though, can you? But it wouldn't even have been fun ones. It wouldn't have been like... It would have just been like just a load of elderly people in a church. <laughs> yeah, just all the shit ones. Yeah, just not looking happy. You have enough carols on Christmas Day, don't you? Your mum and your, and your missus. There you go. Two carols. That's more than enough, thank you very much. <laughs> Two o'clock, here we go, here we go. Top of the Pops, e. 1980. Who was on there? Abbott, Blondie, Bowie, Floyd, The Police, The Nolans, Peter Powell and Jimmy Savile, OBE. <laughs> Three o'clock, The Queen. Did you just have to watch that? No, we never we never had to. The, no, the, we this, didn't. This was something that my mum pretended we watched in latter years. 
Like when around the time when she started putting that little jacket on the wine bottle, like <laughs> she pretended we were the kind of family that watched the Queen's speech. We never gave a fucking shit. No one gave a fucking shit about it. It wasn't until me nan started putting plates up when she was in her sixties that the family started pretending they liked the royal family. Oh, I fucking hate the royal family. Nothing. No fucking. You you shouldn't have, shouldn't have mentioned. You shouldn't I'm have with mentioned you. Them. I fucking hate them. Oh, they're shit, aren't they? Like it's just. Them off. Get I've rid just of them got off. loads of photos of me with a shit haircut, eating like some corned beef sandwich at a street <laughs> party in the seventies for something to do with the Queen. And then my next memory was when she come to Grey's, yeah. and that was rubbish. Yeah, no, she she took a detour because we 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 come out of school. We all come out of school with our little fucking flags. I stood. I stood by Dano's Woods. Yeah, and she walked along. Because she spoke to Nicola Carter, who was in my class, and that was the front page of our local rag, her talking to Nicola Carter, who probably gave her like some sort of fucking rosette or something shit. Oh, maybe my school got the wrong date then. We all come out of our flags, like along by Dane Owls Woods, and we yeah. all fucking stood there, like with our flags, and then like we'd got we got word that the Queen had taken a different route and we all just went back to school with our <laughs> with our flags. And since that day, you know, she she snubbed me. I wonder whether the teacher just got the wrong date now. You said she was actually there. <laughs> um, uh, Did you uh, see the Queen? Yeah. Why are you looking at me like I'm lying? Because you said your dad was 2-1-B medical droid in exactly the same year as you met the Queen. At ten past three, twenty thousand leagues under the sea was on from nineteen fifty four. Yeah, that was good though. That it's all right, isn't it? Yeah. Kirk Douglas, Jimmy Mason. Yeah, but rather, I watched Digby. <laughs> was what? What year was there? Was Digby a late seventies thing? Yeah, yeah. Put Digby on. Put on Pete's Dragon. Don't put on something like that. You just want something of a large animal, didn't you? Yes. Five fifteen. The Paul Daniels Magic Show. That was probably fun then. In the I, re- I got the Paul Daniels Magic Show like um, like magic set one Christmas. Oh, did you? Did you do tricks for your family? No, I don't think I ever even used it. I remember just looking at it and just thinking, it's boring, isn't it? <laughs> I sound like such a sport dancer <laughs> there, didn't I? But I remember just thinking, I hate magic. And like magic shows, I remember like everyone used to sort of pretend that Paul Daniels was like really cool. And was like... Yeah, but you had a fit wife, didn't they? Worship me, Debbie! <laughs> like, oh, no. Then it was the news with Angela Rippon. Larry Grayson's generation. I used to really like Larry Grayson when I was a kid. I thought mm. he was really good. Yeah. Uh, Dallas. Dallas? Christmas night, 1980, 7.15, Dallas. I bet it was a Christmas, Dallas. I don't know. I, th- I thought Dallas was later in the 80s than, than that. 7.15. Hmm. Uh, five past eight, the Mike Yarwood Christmas show. Remember Mike Yarwood? I do remember Mike Yarwood. He's been forgotten by history, hasn't he, Mike Yarwood? Oh, did he do something? No, no, no. Through... <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing, you mention any entertainer from the 70s and it's just fucking the word you tree pops into your mind. <laughs> no, Yarwood's clean. Oh, right, yeah, good. swapped his fingers and everything, nothing. Oh, right, good. Uh, and then at 8.45 Christmas Day, airport, 1975 with Charlton Heston. Oh, oh, sorry, that was a premiere of Airport. Oh, don't see an airport. Have you seen Airport? Oh, probably. Just what a load of crap. Oh, at 10.40. Oh, that's after news and some more weather from Jim Bacon. 
Uh, you've he's got... had a busy day, hasn't he? Not really. Oh, he's done, he's done 10 minutes graft. Yeah, but, you know, he's out on Christmas Day. He's probably got to stay there. He probably hasn't got time to get home in between. He's rubbing shoulders with Ripon. <laughs> she was bossing it back then. Parkinson at Christmas at 10.40 with Penelope Keith. James Galway. James Galway. Was he the famous flautist? Yeah. Ah, oh, brilliant. Who, who are we going to chat to? A bloke and his flute. It's like Partridge. <laughs> no, thank you. Uh, yeah, just rubbish. Absolutely rubbish. But, but it's TV for old people, isn't it? That's BBC, right? Yeah, but it is. It's TV for old people, isn't it? Well, well let's, let's we see where we're at with... Uh... You don't need a TV. You've got a Millennium Falcon. I weren't watching telly then. I wasn't watching telly. I was too excited. Right, ITV. Uh, 9.30 it opened up. Clopper Castle. White elephants with puppets of Clopper Castle. That sounds really tragic. Followed by Rainbow. Um, always disappointing Rainbow, wasn't it? That was it. I don't know. I quite like Rainbow. I always felt like it was a bit anarchic. Really? Yeah, Zippy, you know. He was, Cla- like, a, he was like a punk, wasn't he? Clapperboard with Chris Kelly. Remember that? No. Uh, Frank Muir's Christmas Extraordinary. <laughs> wonder how extraordinary that was. Extraordinarily shit. Disney, see, nah, this is the sort of shit that I'd be getting excited about. 11 o'clock, Disneyland's 25th anniversary of Michael Jackson, the Osmonds. I bet that would have been good. Followed by Free Time with Mick Robertson. Can you remember that? Mick Ro- Free Time. What you gonna do? Oh, yeah. What you gonna do? What you gonna do? I just thought he looked like, that looked like Kevin Keegan, Mick Robertson. Yeah, he had a throw, didn't he? Yeah. Like, uh, then at 12.30, take the high road. Uh... See, this this is the sort of stuff that I remember. Like, at one thirty, a Walt Disney classic, Chippendale with Donald Duck. I'd be, like, well excited if something like that come on. Um, oh, we've literally gone to a school for a Christmas nativity. Unless you're the parents of, like, the 20 kids in that show. No, nah, don't broadcast it. Don't broadcast it. Crossroads. <sighs> Give us a clue for Christmas. Come on, give us a clue. Oh, I used to like Give Us a Clue, oh, though. Did you like it. Give Us a Clue? Do you know what I liked about it? I thought it was quite a nice team spirit. So when one of them got up... Yeah, the other one kept the seat warm. The other one they... moved over, yeah, didn't they? Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Um, I remember quite liking Una Stubbs. Una Stubbs. Like, uh, I remember we used to watch her in Summer Holiday with Cliff. Yeah. Uh, and I used to think she was quite cool. And I remember really liking Lionel Blair. <laughs> Yeah, I, I like Lionel Blair. I like to give us a clue. It's weird the things you like when you was a kid and you look back and think, it's weird, isn't it, give us a clue? It's just some people playing charades. But we didn't call it charades. We'd play it every Christmas. Yeah. It'd be like, oh, should we play give us a clue? Yeah. And like, we never yeah, only be, charades. Yeah, it only became charades, didn't it, after that? Yeah. It was called, we'll play give us a clue. Yeah. Uh, Christmas at Robin's Nest with Richard O'Sullivan. I don't really remember that. I remember Richard O'Sullivan in Dick Turpin. Do you remember that? Yeah. I used to love that. Yeah, I like Dick Turpin. Uh, oh, this sounds bad. <laughs> Eight o'clock. London Night Out Christmas Special. Tom O'Connor presents Cilla Black, Arlene Phillips, Hot Gossip, Bernie Winters and Schnorbitz. <laughs> oh, God, that... I mean, that's proper 80s... Entertainment, that yeah. is, isn't it? It's yeah. just, it's just fucking variety, isn't it? Yeah. Hot gossip, though. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. A film called uh, Family Plot, Hitchcock, uh, Midnight Mass, and then uh, Close Down. Mm. Midnight. You've had your fun. Christmas is over. Go to bed. 
Yeah, but that's all right. If you'd have told me TV was still going on at midnight in 1980, I'd, I'd have said, no, I wouldn't have thought so. Did, did, did ITV have a different test card to the BBC? Was it was it your BBC test card, that one with the girl and the clown? I really wish the ITV one was the same, but she completed it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, where are we at? What else have we got to talk about? Um, oh, I've got. I want to talk about um, drinks and food at Christmas. Go on then. See, did you ever have like? Was you allowed booze at Christmas when you was a kid? I don't, I don't think one side of the family didn't really didn't really drink indoors. And then my old man's family all like had a had a little tipple. But no, I don't I don't remember us kids ever having anything. I remember like mind sweeping a bit of family parties when we was younger, but Yeah. Yeah. Like both sides of my family growing up were like drinkers. Yeah. And like especially like my dad's side, it was like, you know, all sailors and dockers, it was like there was always booze about. And I remember, like, they'd all have, like, the little kind of half pint and pint, like, Pete Bill glasses, like, the the, the, the ones with the big handles. And, yeah. And I used to think, oh, bloody hell. And I always really liked the idea of having, like, at the time, I remember they were all drinking Kestrel. Like, Kestrel was the cool <laughs> beer. And I was like, oh, I don't know, I've got a can of Kestrel. And like, every now and again, I'd, like, I'd have a swig of beer and just thinking it was rancid. Yeah. Be- like, beer tastes fucking horrible when you're yeah. a kid, doesn't it? Yeah. And then, like... I was allowed to put a bit of lemonade in and have a shandy, and I remember just thinking, yeah, I just remember thinking it was probably like the closest I ever had to having pubes as a kid. Yeah, it's a matter of time before pubes sprout. Yeah. If I just keep sipping this slightly sickly liquid. And a snowball. Oh, yeah, yeah. See, I did I did definitely try to snowball when I was a kid. Yeah. And I think, I remember I used to like have them quite a lot, and I was thinking, was I being duped? Was I, are they putting something else in? like, Surely I weren't being given booze. Maybe I was, because you're only going to you're not going to replicate that Abacar any other way, are you? And, nah. I'm, and I remember my nana put like glassier cherry on the top. Yeah. I remember just thinking, "Fucking hell, check this out." <laughs> yeah, look at mm. you in your speedos, Club Tropicana. What would you do like Christmas Day? Like, what would be like a daily routine in the eighties? Um, we we normally done it um, round round me old man's mum's. Uh, in Averley and uh we'd go go round there, us kids open up like take all our presents round there, open the presents in front of the grandparents. Oh, so you weren't allowed to open your presents till you got round your names? I reckon we probably did a couple. I've got very I've got very fucking sketchy memory, but I think we opened a couple at home and I think we took most of them round there. You know, and then just just all the usual things, you know, sit and eat roses and quality street and and, and I always remember James Bond being on. Sorry, I've just gone through that whole fucking uh, lineup of television. And that's Christmas Eve. <laughs> <laughs> Christmas Day's blinding. <laughs> well, that's all right. Maybe we get two hours out of this. Uh, Christmas run around with Mike Reed. That would have been good. While I have some of that. Eleven <laughs> forty. Digby, the biggest dog in the world. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> Oh, really? Yeah. Jim Dow, Spike Milligan. What more do you want on Christmas morning? And a fuck off big dog. <laughs> oh, I love Digby. Digby, you're my dog. You're my dog. You're mine. <laughs> oh, fucking brilliant. Um, I love Jim Dow. 
Yeah, he's good. He was my favourite in the in the carry-ons. Oh really? Yeah. Well, better than Sid James. Yeah, I just thought he was like really lovely. Like he just looked like a proper good bloke, Jim Dow. Oh, but yeah, I didn't like Sid James because he was lovely. I loved him because he was like, <laughs> oh, smacking the eye. <laughs> <laughs> See, for people that are listening there, that does sound like Sid Jace, but you look like old man Steptoe when you were doing that. Um, Christmas Crossroads, Billy Smart Circus with Keith Harris. Keith Harris would have had all the, I would have been overly excited about that. Yeah. Uh, Ten past three, Georgia Mildred, the film. Five o'clock, three, two, one, the special pantomime. Ted Rogers, ah, oh, with Nicholas Parsons, Bill Maynard, Mike Reed, Bob Carroll G's. Ah, oh, entertainment. Yeah. Six o'clock. Man with a golden gun. Bit of Bond. Bit yeah. of Bond at Christmas. Do you like Bond? Nah. Oh, right. nah I think I it's rubbish. No fucking interest in it. Yeah. I remember just thinking, I think we were sport because once you've seen Star Wars, you're not going to get a better action film. And I'd, maybe I'd, maybe Raiders of the Lost Ark yeah. is up there. But like... I, I, sat, I remember I used to sit and watch Bond and I, I, I didn't dislike it. But I don't know, something about it's just always just a bit fucking, like, second rate. Oh, no, I thought you were going to say sexy. It's a bit sexy. A bit too sexy. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, I, I didn't like the sexy bits that come on. when you know, like There was always a sexy bit in Bond, and you'd be sat there with a the family, just like, he's having a bit of a snog with someone. I mean, the moment of the Golden Gun, Roger Moore, who was probably, what, when he was making Bond, what, 50? Is there a sexier name than Roger Moore? No. Roger Moore. <laughs> I'd like to Roger Moore. <laughs> I'd like to have Roger Moore of Brit Eklund. Like, oh, how lovely was Brit Eklund. She was. One of my favourite film scenes is her doing the sexy dance in The Wicker Man when you see her bomb doors. But, but <laughs> apparently they were stunt doors. Stunt, <laughs> stunt, yeah, stunt they, Beaver. It was Stunt Beaver. Oh, she was bloody lovely, wasn't she? Yeah. Oh, Brit Eklund. Ooh. <laughs> 8.30, Morecambe and Wise, uh, with Peter Cushing, Jill Gascoigne. Jill Gascoigne, she was an 80s woman, wasn't she? She was, wasn't she? Yeah, the, the Gentle Touch. The Gentle Touch with Jill Gascoigne. Did she do a police show as well, Jill yeah, Gascoigne? Yeah, The Gentle Touch with was Jill that the Gascoigne. Gen- <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Jill Gascoigne was in a Confessions film. I had a VHS of a Confessions film. Confessions of a. We never watched that. Confessions of a pop performer, and he obviously it was Jimmy Lee or Asquith. Yeah, like as performer Jimmy Lee, and it was he was done like this kind of glam band. Yeah, and uh, and yeah, and he pulled Jill Gascoigne in it. Oh, that's ringing a bit of a bell now. You said that boobies come out and everything. Glenda Jackson uh, was on the Morecambe and Wise show. Alec Guinness, a.k.a. Ben Kenobi. Alec Guinness and Peter Cushing. Mm. What more do you want? Mm. Followed by This Is Your Life. Oh, I loved a bit of that. Did you? Yeah, I quite like This Is Your Life. But it would always be that kind of you know conundrum of like, oh, oh who's that? <laughs> but like, did you ever see it when like, Suggs done it? Yeah. Like, yeah you, that's on YouTube, that is. Yeah I, yeah, I went and watched it on YouTube. Yeah. But yeah, I, I used to like This Is Your Life like when, when I was a kid, but like... I can't fucking watch Who Do You Think You Are. Oh, no, that's different. Yeah, but, but is it, though, really? like, If they're going back and showing black and white pictures, I'm zoning out. <laughs> like, just bring out Cannon and Ball and an anecdote and then go and sit down next to, like, <laughs> Jeff Capes or something. That's the sort of stuff I want. 
Oh, oh, this would have been bad. Uh, Janet and Company. Comedian Janet Bran. I don't uh, remember Janet Bran. Do you know Janet Bran? Yeah. Did she, I'm sure Janet Bran used to do like a Cilla Black impression a lot. Uh, Janet Bran, uh, with special guests Roy Kinnear. He always had comedy bones, didn't he? Yeah. Uh, Frank Windsor, Rod Hull and Emu, followed by uh, the film A Touch of Class. Closed, Dan. Yeah. So Christmas Day TV w- w- was a lot better. Oh, so what was that, hell. Beeb, you, you just... That uh, was ITV, just, oh, right. yeah, yeah. Like, ITV was so much better than, like, uh, BBC. So, uh, right, before we start to wind up December 1980, right at the close uh, on the 26th of December, several United States Air Force security personnel stationed at RAF Woodbridge reported that they investigated lights in the surrounding forest. So this was one of the most kind of famous UFO claims ever. Ever seen a UFO? Yeah. Least, less, (laughs) that was the least convincing. Yeah. yeah. I have. Right, honestly. Nah, well, I've done about, no, not a U, not a UFO, but I've seen something strange in the sky, right? That I can't explain. Right. Right. So obviously I was. I don't know. I was going to fucking take me serious anyway. No. Like, but um, this was a uh, for for years where I was touring around, like maybe you know nearly ten years. I was driving around late at night and the yeah, gig, sleepy. The, the yeah. gigs, the gigs in the Midlands. And like some, you know, sometimes even as far as Leeds, I'd just fucking do the drive home just to yeah. have a night in my own bed because I was away so much. Yeah. And so like, I'd be doing like, you know, three and four hour drives like around lanes and stuff late be at testing night. Testing on the eyes. <laughs> God, imagine that. I didn't realise you were a top lawyer. Um, and so uh, you'd be driving around late at night, and yeah. like you'd see shooting stars and all because yeah. it's so fucking dark around the lanes. Yeah. Lanes. Oh, you're such lights. a cunt. <laughs> such a cunt. <laughs> oh, go on. That it's going to be really disappointing because you think I was going to say, like, I see some little men running across the field getting into this thing and flying away, but so, it's not, it's it just not? nothing like that. No. <laughs> no, so it's just I was just fucking driving down a country lane one night, and like, you know, it's, it's pitch fucking black, there's no lights or anything, so you, like, no light pollution, so you just kind of notice things. And then it was just one night, I just noticed this fucking green light just go down. Like, just in a downward line, really quickly. Like, like bright fucking green light. Did it, did it go down to amber and then red? Yeah. And then I just <laughs> stopped at it. <laughs> yeah, it was just like, it was like, like a fucking, like a really bright green light in the sky. And it just went down like that and disappeared. And that's, that's it. So what do you think that was? I reckon it might have just been a shooting star. Little aeroplane. Something like that. No, it weren't any of them things. Do you know what I think it was? What? An unidentified flying object. Absolute bollocks. Well, you've been unable to identify it. It was flying because it was up in the air and it was an object because, you know, it was there by its very nature, a thing. I don't know what I, I don't know what it fucking was. I'm not saying it's little green men. I'm just saying I can't explain it. It was like nothing I've ever fucking seen. I'm not saying it was a spaceship with little men in or anything. Just saying it was like, I don't know, maybe it was like, I don't know, like, you know, like the Northern Lights or some fucking weird, 
weird thing in the sky. But it's yeah. like something I've never seen before, never seen since. And I've done, you know, I've done hundreds of hours fucking driving yeah. around late at night, nearly getting squashed by any Stobart lorries. Yeah. And it was just really, it was really fucking weird. Yeah. Yeah. Weren't, weren't like an headlight or anything like that, was it? A, a headlight? Yeah, from like... Eddie Sobar or anything like that. It wasn't anything. <laughs> no, it was, it was up in. It was up in the fucking uh, when sky. Did, so I just want to clarify when it happened. It happened when you happened to be down a country lane with no, no streetlights. Yeah. And nobody else, just you. Ah, uh, there was someone else there. Who? Little cunt, but he was zipped up in the old all. Talking about lights in the sky. Did you did you ever see Santa sleigh in the sky? Right, I didn't see it. Right, but I've got, and I try to explain this to my kids. Right, that I have this vivid memory of like going to bed. Obviously, like probably going to bed at about four o'clock in the afternoon on Christmas Eve, just so I could like wake up yeah. and it'd be Christmas. And obviously, then just like laying there for hours, just like it's really hard to like explain just how excited you are as a kid in it for Christmas. Yeah. It's like it's unreal. And I remember, like, laying there, and as I was dozing off, hearing sleigh bells. And I remember just thinking, holy shit, like, I'm up too late. Like, he's coming. And, like, and I was too scared to look out the window in case, like, I saw him and I didn't get presents. Because, fundamentally, I'd love to thought that I would have seen the real Father Christmas... But not at the expense of a Millennium Falcon. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that. Like, if he would have seen me and just carried on next door and gave my Millennium Falcon to fucking Joseph, I would have been well fucked yeah. off. Um, what have you? Well, I mean, you've but, got previous now. You've already fucking seen fucking little green men falling from the sky. Well, no, we we was uh, we was driving over uh, driving over at my nens on Christmas. I, I suppose we must have stayed around my nens this year, like you know. And I, I must have been I don't know, like you know that age. Yeah. And we was driving over at my nens in Avely for a country lane, <laughs> no streetlights. Yeah, and I saw a future version of myself parked in a layby and just some bloke wanking in the bushes. <laughs> <laughs> What's that man doing at the end of that car? And uh, <laughs> let me <find. laughs> And, and uh, yeah, just like I mean, it, it was clearly a fucking plane. But you know, when a kid, you just want to believe, and you cool. just, you, yeah, you do. Yeah, going like, but there's a red light at the front of it. Planes don't have a red light at the front of it. Like, it's got to be. He's got to yeah. be. He's delivering the presents. Yeah. Can you ever? Can you remember like finding out that Father Christmas weren't real? No, no, I, I, I don't remember, but I remember, I remember kind of knowing, yeah, but not, you know, but going through all the pro, you know, going through all the process with your mum and dad, and sort of because they did, they weren't sure whether you knew or not. But I must have been quite old, like twenty six. <laughs> <laughs> My no. mates at college were just like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me work mates or no, but. <laughs> The other bloke's on site, you know. <laughs> you believe, right? <laughs> uh, Do you remember then? I remember, like, the one Christmas where I was thinking it was too cool to believe in Father Christmas, but kind of not wanting to throw it out there. Just, just in, in case, case it didn't come, yeah. Like, and, like, 
and it was really weird because I, you know, I experienced that with my kids as well. You know, them just like, oh, he don't exist though, does he? Does he? Yeah. Like, you know, just wanting you to go, no, of course he don't. But yeah. like, and no parent's ever going to go, no. Yeah. You know, and it's like, and it is, Christmas is rubbish, isn't it? Unless it was like in the 80s when you was a kid. Yeah. I, I went to one of them, you know, one of them fucking things where you have like a father Christmas experience with me little nephew. Yeah. And I reckon he must have been seven, seven, seven or eight. And he sort of pulled me to one side and he went, nah, you know, none of this is real. What? And I went, what? <laughs> right? He went, yeah, you know, none of this is real. He said, the bloke we're about to see, he's just an actor employed by Father Christmas because he can't obviously be around all these places. Right. Gotcha. I'm like, oh, right. I'm like, well, just, you know, just human. So Father Christmas yeah. don't find out. Yeah, definitely. But I, I love that. Like, you know, yeah. Got a secret for you. I'll let you in or something yeah. here. <laughs> oh, how lovely is that? But yeah, I, I do remember like thinking, especially like coming downstairs and seeing, and it almost, it, you know, and I'm not just saying that because it makes me sound like I was spoiled, but, but coming downstairs and it feeling like there was a massive bundle of presents because everything was big in the 80s and big boxes. Yeah. And like, I remember just thinking, oh my God. And like, and honestly thinking, like, he's been. Yeah. And like and seeing that half eaten mince pie and that empty glass of whiskey or whatever it was, yeah. just thinking, oh fucking hell! Like he's been in my house. Yeah. Like five kids has been in my it house. It was that phrase. He's been. Yeah. Yeah. Like and I it, remember just hollering that on Christmas. He's been. <laughs> he's been. <laughs> oh, I wish I still believed. Oh no! Like fundamentally, everything else in life is a massive fucking disappointment, isn't it? Once you. After that, like the idea there's... Do you think that's the beginning and the end? <laughs> we might as well end on, end on that, because that's where we fucking started off, wasn't it? <laughs> Merry Christmas, war is over. Imagine there's no Christmas. Remembering when we were young in the 80s. Just a little reminder. Boris Johnson is a fucking cunt. That's www.borisjohnson.info. Let's give the fucking cunt a Christmas to remember. Have a good one yourself. Laters. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.